From overseas, with coronavirus cases rising, Russia is putting a new safety protocol in place. Russia is introducing a national mask mandate. People in this country are going to have to wear masks when they're in public spaces, on public transports, in parking lots, and inside elevators. It's too bad. Now we won't be able to see all those famous Russian smiles. Interesting joke. The unsmiling Ruski Jack. Um, the premise for that joke. That's odd. <laughs> what's the headline today? One of the headlines is certainly that GDP jumped 7.4% in the third quarter, annualized at about 33%, record-setting increases in the economy. So that's good news. That's definitely one of the headlines today. Yes, yes. And it's been lost, I think, in the hatred of and or support of Donald J. that Biden administration would choke the economy to death, I think. But... More on that. Too. Yeah, more on that in a little bit. Um, the other headline today, yeah, is it or not? I don't know. Um, uh, some more killings in France by clearly Islamo fundamentalists. That story is back. It never really went away, but it's uh, rearing its ugly head right now. Boy, it's almost like, I mean, because one TV show is about to end the presidential election that's been going on for a long time. Yeah. It's almost like it's planned out to have this TV show take back over. Oh. Starting, you know, in a, in a week or so. And we've been talking about this for years. We're France has a terrible problem. Yeah, well, a lot of the world does, the point I'm making. So you had yeah. uh, one of your crazy terrorist types go into a church and kill a couple of people, beheaded a woman. This is the second beheading in as many weeks in France. Stabbing and slashing anyone he could reach. So this guy who I didn't know his name, Dr. Mahathir Mohammed, Mahathir Mohammed, he tweeted out, Muslims have a right to be angry and kill millions of French people for the massacres of the past. Ian Bremmer retweeted that with the comment of, shocking from a former world leader, many accounts have been suspended for less. This guy was the prime minister of Malaysia. Holy cow. And he tweeted out, Muslims have the right to be angry and kill millions of French people for the massacres of the past. And Jack Dorsey censored the New York Post? Andy and Burmer says many accounts have been suspended for less. I'd say... Sheemany. Saying, yeah, yeah, beheaded that a woman sitting in a church in France? You should kill millions of French people. They have it coming. As a former world leader. And that, that, that tweet stays. Mm-hmm. Also, the uh, the world seems content to ignore, certainly Jack Dorsey and company are content to ignore, the fact that the last batch of killings, horrific, brutal murders, were deliberately of Christians in a church. If it was Jews, if it was Muslims, the, the lefty media would be going crazy. But no, because of their xenophilia. Anything that's not what they grew up with, they embrace and are fascinated by. Anything that's American, they have nothing but contempt for. So, because they grew up with mostly Christians around, they don't care if Christians are slaughtered for their religion. It's really, it's quite perverse. Oof, that's rough. Yeah, I know. This is so dark. So, we got an election coming up on Tuesday. Nick Gillespie of Reason Magazine writing. He is one of America's uh, most well-known libertarians. He wrote, by my calculation, there are at the very least 11 trillion reasons to worry about Democratic presidential contender Joe Biden. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I yeah. like if you're going to go over the top, you take it way over the top. 11 trillion. 
Well, he he picked that number, you know, advisedly for a reason. The Democrats are more likely than not to take the Senate and hold the House of Representatives, giving Biden the unchecked freedom to follow through with some of the more radical and expensive campaign promises. All in all, Gillespie argues, these programs would add up to a mind-blowing total of $11 trillion in new federal spending over the next 10 years. Woo! Adding an extra trillion per year. Uh, not to mention strain a wide range of libertarian concerns about things such as individual autonomy, free speech, school choice, and gun rights. Trump should be hammering that number $11 trillion today as he's going around uh, talking about how the economy has bounced back so strong. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. I'm not as bothered by that $11 trillion thing because so much of it is just unicorn riding garbage that'll never happen i hope you're right i didn't think remaking the health care system like obamacare would happen either yeah grant you that one um i'm more worried about how the the idiotic and if you know anything about economics i don't even have to explain it to you the idiotic idea that we're gonna soak america's companies everybody says corporations because it sounds more exciting and and evil we're gonna soak businesses we're gonna just tax the hell out of we're not gonna tax you the people Anybody who falls for that I almost said something uncharitable. Why would I do that? Why would I be unkind? Life is short. Be kind. Perhaps, if you don't understand why that's hypocrisy and idiotic, you haven't, uh, you've been ill-served by America's school systems. Oh. As, uh, <laughs> as Richard Rubin in, writes in the Wall Street Journal, the corporate tax increases would indirectly affect households at all Income levels. That's because the burden of that tax is borne mostly by shareholders and over the long run by workers. So anyone owning stocks could be affected eventually. Companies may raise wages less than they otherwise would. Prices will rise. You absolutely pay corporate tax through your wages and your purchases and your 401ks. How can people not understand that? And yet that pitch just, well, people are ignorant. You know what? Now I am going to say something uncharitable. And if you want to stop me, you're going to have to physically restrain me. (laughs) I was listening for a few minutes this morning to Nakedly Progressive Radio. Why do I do that, Jack? To punish yourself for your sins. That is correct. Because it makes me insane. And they were going on and on about imagined voter suppression. And they listed a number of different problems and changes with voting having to do with the vid and the one that really caught my ear and there were a couple that were almost as good but the one that caught my ear was that in the wake of the covid uh, a number of jurisdictions have changed their uh, polling locations and people of color and poor people are less likely to be able to determine where their new polling location is well what does that mean and I said, well, wait a minute. I just, the state or the registrar or whatever, I, I'm just a voter. The, the, trust me, the state and county where I live have no idea that I'm an exciting radio celebrity. I get the same crap everybody gets. And they <laughs> tell me. Exciting radio celebrity. <laughs> and they tell me where my polling place is. And I say, huh, okay. And then I go there and vote. That is the extent of how my white privilege factors into where I go to vote. It's, well, I took it a different way. I took it in that. It sounds racist to me. Well, you're exactly. Sa- you're, you're saying people that aren't white can't figure out where to vote? 
White people can, of course, but people who aren't white can't figure out where to vote. Well, and then they, they talked about a That's couple a ridiculous of, thing to say. A couple of different uh, things like uh, being able to follow the directions on your envelope. And that disproportionately, lower income people have more problems with that. Obviously, because they don't have enough money to pay their ballot tutor. Like we rich people. Oh, wait a minute. No. Again, I look at the envelope. It says, sign here, seal the envelope. So that's what I do with my college education and my high income, which is obviously an advantage. It boils down to this, and I'm the man to say it. It's all about stupid people. The Democrats are desperate for stupid people to vote. They're desperate for people who have no idea how the economy works to vote. People who have no idea what's going on with COVID. They need them to vote. They need the dumbest, least capable Americans to turn out by the millions. Just go ahead and say it. They're the party of the... Dummy. Hyper-educated white girl and the dummy, among other constituencies, obviously. <laughs> the dummy. The dummy. Dummy. Um. It is so incredibly condescending. Those of us who've spent our entire lives thinking everyone should get the same respect, no matter the color of their skin or where their parents came from, Everybody is deserving full respect as an American citizen and a child of God. Those of us who believe that find the left incredibly racist and condescending. And I would suggest you ought to, too. Uh, The other headline of the day is they're going to shut down France and Germany are shutting down their countries for the next month, starting this weekend. So all of November, like really shutting down, like you're not you're not going to leave your house. You can go buy food once a week. Well, it depends which country you're talking about, but. I mean, literally, they catch you saying, well, I realized I had pizza crust and cheese, but I hadn't gotten sauce. I'm just bopping out. Of course, the Euro siren. They, uh, <laughs> exactly. And you end up cuffed in the Bastille. Oh, no. I assume they still operate the Bastille oh, as a no. prison. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's incredibly strict. Yeah, well, like it, like it was uh, whatever time that was last year. Weird how time compresses. I was talking about this uh, with kids in in the in the car. When exciting things happen, I guess that's why like college seems like it was ten years long, and then if you're a grown up, the last four years of your life went by like that, like a week, because you're doing the same thing every day. When new yeah. exciting stuff happens, and so this whole uh, Corona thing, which has been going on for eight nine months, yeah, depending on when you took it seriously, yeah. seems like it's been years. Really seems like it's been going on for years. I know. I was reminded today. It's funny you should bring that up. I was uh, coming into work uh, at Odark Thirty, and there the American Cancer Society has a an office downstairs in our building. Um, ironically, right next to the sign from the state of Cal Unicornia that says entering this building can cause you cancer. Uh, the American Cancer Society doesn't seem worried. Anyway, uh, <laughs> they still have the piece of paper they taped up. It says, as of today, March 16th, this office is closed till further notice. So I, I'm always reminded, oh, yeah, about the middle of March, everybody just shut it down. And Europe went even crazier than the States. Yeah, where we, you got to show a receipt to prove that you went to the grocery store so you're not lying and that sort of stuff. Well, that's right. coming back in France and Germany. Yeah. I've never kept a receipt in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to make it hard for you to prove it then. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I uh, I heard a touching story of uh, two lovers. Uh, they actually, I think it was New York during the big shutdown. Uh, boyfriend, girlfriend. They hadn't seen each other to hold hands, to hug, to kiss in six weeks. Now you couldn't have kept even, me away. Even though they lived like three blocks apart. Hey, miss, ma'am, lady, girl, if your man won't violate COVID restrictions no, he's... to go give you the loving you so richly deserve, get a new man. Well, to quote Sex in the City, he... he's not that into you. He's I mean, there's not no a way. man. He ain't no man. <laughs> There's no get way. Get you a straight boyfriend. You'll like it better. <laughs> Come on. Uh, we got so much stuff to, to, to catch up on today. I hope you can stay here. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I bought a donut and they gave me a receipt for the donut. I don't need a receipt for a donut. I'll just give you the money. You give me the donut. And the transaction. We don't need to bring ink and paper into this. I I just cannot imagine a scenario where I'd have to prove that I bought a donut. Well, you might in France or Germany now that they got the month-long lockdown where you're not supposed to leave your home unless it's uh, for essential reasons. Yeah, that's that's something. They're going back to that. I hope that's not where we're headed in the United States. Well, I tell you what, and, and we're going to talk about this at greater length in a little bit, but I'm looking at a good, solid compare and contrast of various uh, countries with the, their various COVID policies, including Sweden, which has gotten a lot of attention because they have not gone the restrictive shutdown route at all, been much more liberal. Um, and they are the inconvenient example for a lot of policymakers. Although I will tell you this, the, the Swedish experience, which uh, sounds like something you'd pay a little extra for at a, <laughs> at a house of ill repute. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, it's being spun like crazy by both sides. And so you really have to dig into the numbers, but uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Also, uh, more on the the Hoover Institution's uh, predictions about the Joe Biden administration, uh, how it, what it would cost the uh, economy and millions of jobs and the rest of it. Um, but speaking of the election, I found this really interesting. 73 million people have already voted, the latest numbers. Great, Scott. That's something. Uh, there are trends going on right now, kind of beneath the surface, that I find really interesting. And oddly enough... This is in the failing New York Times, uh, which is uh, notably left-leaning. It's uh, written by Nate Cohn, whose uh, work I'm not terribly familiar with. But uh, there are um, some some interesting trends, electorally speaking. Uh, white voters seem to be drifting away from the Republican Party, although the Trump era is so weird, difficult to draw any conclusions. A lot of those are oldsters who are worried about the vid and not happy with the president. You know, that trend might reverse in the blink of an eye. But um, non-white voters are trending distinctly away from the Democratic Party. Much more notably and starkly than the white people thing I was talking about. The racial polarization gap had gotten as high as about 70%. 
Uh, it's now down uh, in the looks to be the high 40s. It's not a very good grid. Fix your grid, man. Oh, yeah, the long time. Well, black people always vote Democrat. If you don't vote Democrat, you're not black. Now, those numbers are really changing, which gives me uh, gives me hope. I hate the idea of people voting in racial blocks. What could be less American than that? Hmm. Ugh. So another number I thought that was interesting. I saw fourteen billion dollars this election. It looks like it's going to cost. That would double the previous record from twenty sixteen. Fourteen billion dollars. But as somebody what, pointed out, what do you mean up, it would it'll cost? Is that like what's being spent on ads? It's being and stuff? spent okay. on the election. Yeah. Okay. Um, all the different races. Uh, and it was pointed out that you're not hearing a lot of screaming and yelling about too much money in politics and what we're going to do and millionaires and billionaires buying elections and stuff like that because the Democrats are, you know, at least, as the if the polls hold, are going to win the Senate and the presidency and hold the House. So nobody's complaining about the fact that we're going to spend more than twice as much money as was spent last time around. That North Carolina race on which the fate of the Senate could hang the Democrats are outspending the Republican two and a half to one. I can't remember the number specifically, but it's, I mean, it's a vast sum of money and it's all flowing in from super PACs have outside you, the state. Have you seen any cable news channel roundtable discussions about how awful it is that all this money is in politics this time around? Overturn Citizen United. I haven't heard the phrase Citizen United this election. Yeah. Funny, isn't it? It's almost <laughs> as if they're, what's the word? Hypocrites. Yeah. As if they don't mean a damn word they say. Huh. That they Um, take their principles on and off like a jacket. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And witnessing is terrible. And frankly, that the, uh, the mayor or whoever it is that's allowing... People to uh, riot and loot and not stop them is also just a horrible thing. You can't let that go on. Again, a Democrat-run state, a Democrat-run city. So a black guy with a knife in Philadelphia gets shot by cops, and it's another one of these stories um, where immediately... People are saying the police unjustly, you know, this, that. You know the story. Sure. You know the rundown on these Regardless of the facts. And there's a video, and the videos, as always, are like, you know, they're short, and they're from a weird angle, and things are happening fast, and people, different people claim different things. I don't spend that much time poring over the details of these things, mostly because the details change so much. Uh, What's your opinion on that? I just feel like, you know, I get such different information later. I hate to come to any conclusions. I have a fair amount of confidence in my ability to sort through the evidence and draw a conclusion. I'm, okay. I, yeah. I, I, and I what's can't your conclusion? Re- I can't remember any of these where I've been substantially wrong. And what's I your wait till I feel this, this poor son of a gun who was afflicted by a terrible mental illness was having some sort of episode. He had a knife. He was scaring his family. I saw the video. The cops backed off and backed off and backed off, even as he was advancing at them menacingly with a knife. At some point, one of the cops felt like their their lives were at risk, and so they shot the guy. It's incredibly unfortunate. So that's that end of the story. Then you have the uh, you know the rioting and the smashing and the lootings and all that sort of stuff that goes on after these uh, incidents occur. Tucker Carlson was talking about that last night on his show, and we are going to play that for you now. What exactly were these mostly peaceful protesters protesting? 
Well, they are protesting the shooting of a man by police. That man is called Walter Wallace Jr. He rushed out with a knife toward cops. We should tell you, by the way, he was awaiting trial for threatening to kill a woman and shoot up her house. In 2017, he pled guilty to robbery and assault. In that case, he held a gun to a woman's head. In 2013, he pled guilty to resisting arrest and punching a cop in the face. Now, they'll tell you none of that's relevant, but of course it's relevant. He had a demonstrated willingness to use violence. He was killed because he waved a knife around in the midi middle of a busy street in front of police. Now, the press doesn't want you to know any of that. They've decided to tell you that he was killed because cops are racist, because BLM wants him to say that. So that's what they're saying. <sighs> that's something when you get the background on some of these people that get shot and killed by the police. Oh, yeah. Doesn't mean the police get to execute you, obviously, for some crime you committed years ago. Not even saying that. And if you're the sort of person that's going to react harshly on Twitter to it, shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. Uh, but, um, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that is something. And the, the, it's not only the dishonesty and the clickbait and, and the rest of it, but these people who are pitching the fictionalized, make you as angry as possible as a black person version of these stories, they're doing terrible damage to their country and my country. They're doing terrible damage to people. They're filling their heads with poison. Well, and doing terrible damage to their own cause, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because when you get, when you get misled enough times, then you, then you might start to make assumptions about some of these shootings, where when a, a legit, the police shouldn't have done that, what the hell was going on, a situation occurs, you think, well, it's another one of those deals where I'm sure they had a reason. Because you've lied to me before. Right. How do you not understand? <laughs> how do you not understand you're doing that damage? We should, uh, to do this in some sort of order, go with 61 here, because this is interesting. The shooting in Philadelphia, what do you say to Philadelphia residents that are outraged by yet another unarmed black man being shot by police? <laughs> yet another unarmed black man. Except he was armed. He had a knife on video. That's why they shot him. If a plumber or an electrician was that bad at his job, he'd be fired immediately. But no such standards apply to American journalists. And by the way, no one ever mentions what were the police supposed to do? If a journalist went toward the police with a knife in his hand, he'd be shot. And no one would say it was unjustified. Because if you threaten the police with a knife, you get shot. How did Biden respond to that? I don't know. But the reporter asking Joe Biden, how do you respond to another unarmed black Yet man being another. shot? another. And I remember that because that's the very verbiage this young reporter used on NPR the other day. Yet another black man gunned down by police it's unreal it's unreal support for black lives matter is dropping in all demographic groups uh rather starkly the militant lunatics don't want you to know that and you wouldn't know it by watching mainstream media coverage but people are figuring it out so from a political standpoint i don't know what the reaction is going to be in philadelphia among people that haven't already voted because so many people have voted already but, you know, Pennsylvania's maybe going to be the key state, um, and Philadelphia's the biggest city in the state. And you could have, you know, you could have a number of people that weren't, you know, couldn't hold their nose and vote for Trump who might think, you know, this smashing up stuff has got to end. I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, because there's a lot of stuff getting smashed up. On a kind of a different side of this topic, though, you've got the lawyer for the the family of the dude that was uh, shot um, uh, talking about his mental situation. I saw a man get gunned down with at least a car and a half right. length in between who was not charging and was not lunging at police who was in a mental health 
crisis. And they were notified of that on at least three previous occasions on the same day. I have problems with that. The uh, crusading greed head, so-called civil rights lawyer type, I have no use for them. They they have no no need whatsoever to stick to the truth. And they have no interest in making the, thing, the, the situation better at, at any level. No, they but, just want the biggest settlement they can get out of the city. I mean, Benjamin Crump's the worst of them. This guy, but please. I just, I just wanted to get into the mental health conversation just because it's such a difficult, such a difficult place to be. Oh, my gosh, yeah. It's tragic. I don't know. I don't know what you're supposed to do with those situations, because I've I've got a I've got a son that is uh, oftentimes completely out of control, and you have to get pretty aggressive with the restraining him to to keep him safe and keep other people safe, and it's just and it's and it's horrifying. But you know, there's there's no other option. There's no other option. And, you know, God, I hope he, you know, we get this under control before he gets older because you end up with cops around and they don't know your, what your deal is and what's going on. And, you know, you can have you can have a bad outcome. Right. Well, and it takes, uh, you know, roughly three quarters of a second for somebody to cover, for instance, a car length with a knife. And uh, and if you've never taken any firearms training, the idea that like Joe Biden said, well, just shoot him in the leg. That's that's like saying to me at my current age and in fitness, well, just pole vault over the fifteen foot wall. I mean, it's 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 so incredibly unlikely as to nearly be impossible. But people say that sort of thing with a straight face because they have no idea of the reality of firearms and police. I do feel like it's another issue, though, yet another issue where half the country always looks at these stories as. Over policing, police unjustly shot a guy. Defund the police. This is out of control. And the other half of the country always feels like it's you know what were they supposed to do? They were in the right. And we don't even get into uh, you know the de- the specific details of each individual one. Yeah, right. Exactly. You just divide into your camps immediately and retreat to your usual arguments. Uh, me and Tim Scott are willing to look at these one at a time. And this one, this 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 guy was he was afflicted with a mental disorder. How that factored into all of his crimes and convictions and paroles and the fact that he had he was 27 years old. He had eight children. Um, I, I don't know. And, and mental illness is a terrible thing. Um, but they made a mental health call. The paramedics were on their way because he was an aggressive man with a knife. The shop sh- cops showed up to protect the paramedics. The cops got there first. The guy advanced menacingly, repeatedly with a knife as the cops gave ground and gave ground and gave ground and yelled at him and begged him to drop the knife and stop. Finally, it ended with uh, it ended with the shooting. But there is not a man, woman or child in America that doesn't want more training for de-escalation or more mental health care or whatever. Everybody agrees on that. But. In my mind, especially on the left, if you disagree, I respect your right to disagree. In my mind, in the left, it goes immediately to racism. And these are evil cops and racist cops. Um, I just... I don't I don't think the real discussion is very useful politically. It's not useful for politicians. It's not useful for uh, militant Marxists who want to gain power and tear down the system. And and so, you know, there's, there's those of us, including you folks, who'd prefer to just know what happened and 
make a sound judgment about it. Yeah. And then at the level Where's that, the money in that? And then at the level that a certain crowd has gotten the the word that if one of these shootings happens in your town, it's a, a free shopping night. Yes. There will be no resistance to going downtown and breaking into places and taking as much stuff as you want. Right. For political reasons or for whatever reasons. Uh, the, you're you're just going to be allowed to to smash stuff up for at least a couple of days. I think it's as simple as this: whether you want to talk about the Overton window or what's the principle in psychology uh, scripts, everybody understands. Uh, for instance, when you walk into a church, you generally dressed fairly nicely. You don't shout f bombs. You sit in a pew and you listen, or or whatever you have in your faith. And, and then you listen to the guy up front who talks. Sometimes you sing a little bit. You don't have to be instructed every time you go into a church. Everybody has that script in their head. Well, now there's a script that if the cops shoot a black person, whether it was just a, the most horrific sort of inexcusable execution or a guy with a gun who'd already shot five times at the cops, which has happened recently, the script is now, whoa, black guy got shot. We can rob the stores. And everybody knows it in the big city, big cities, and and the cops, you know, you got one person stealing, you bust them. You got five people stealing in a theft ring in San Francisco, eh, probably going to get away with it. You get five hundred or a thousand people just wrecking stores and stealing everything in them. Everybody stands by and lets it happen for a day or two or three or four. Until finally the city council gets tired of hearing from the business community and says to the cops, hey, you, you probably ought to stop this. It has nothing to do with racial justice. Everybody just understands the script now. And it's free shopping day, as you said. Among changes of topics we've got to get to today, the uh, hot toys list for Christmas is already out. Hey, by the way, I'm sorry to go backward, but if somebody's out looting and you can get me a Keurig uh, coffee machine, I would appreciate it. Thanks. Well, and just mail it to you. I don't know. I don't need a big screen. Uh, that seems to be a really popular looting item. But I could mm-hmm. use a new coffee machine. I forgot to wear a belt today, and because I've lost weight with my intermittent fasting, my pants keep falling down. Mm, sorry to hear that. There's really an opportunity for a uh, like Benny Hill like comedic moment where I'm walking down the hall and my pants are completely down around my ankle. <sighs> Kind of underwear am I wearing today? Let me look. Maybe you ought to quit uh, skipping glute day yeah. at the gym. There'd I'm not, be something to hold your pants up. I'm not wearing the right underwear to have my pants fall down around my ankles. Oh boy, what is he your actually right underwear? For that? <laughs> I think like some sort of long boxers would at least it would be comedic, but not. Uh, but I'm wearing very snug little uh, briefs. <laughs> oh good God! <laughs> can you see my privates? Can you? Can you? Can you see my privates? Can you? Can you? That's something my son once said in a dance. We, after the bathtub, but he was much younger. Michael, by my figures, we should have gone to break 33 <laughs> seconds ago. Why don't we more, prevent more any annoying. further damage? Yeah. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Grocery demands are skyrocketing again, I'm being told by Good Morning America. Honey, go buy toilet paper. With demand for baking goods up 3,400%. Man, big flour. Got us by the throat again. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) Big yeast. (laughs) And uh, voting-wise, Texas has just surpassed 95% of their 2016 total. Shut up. On the Thursday before election. It's incredible. That is wow. incredible. 
What odd times. Still an open question. Is that just people saying, well, I'm not going to go vote on Tuesday. I'll vote now. I don't think this is going to be an outlier. I think election season is going to become much more the norm than election day. I think you're right. And people are just going to be voting early. Well, the current thing has a lot of aspects to it that just suck. Sorry for the frank language, folks. I mean, the fact that the campaign seems to last from like 5 p.m. on inauguration day. It starts up again. It is right. never ending. And too many people have become just their whole personality like that Saturday, Saturday Night Live bit we played for you the other day. Their whole personality is whether they're for or against Trump. It's just, it's unhealthy. Cut it out. What am I going to do? Go back to my kids? No, thanks. <laughs> Speaking of unhealthy, uh, perhaps you've heard about this uh, novel coronavirus that came from China. COVID-19, they call it. Coronavirus! That's right, Cardi. Um, I almost made a really inappropriate comment about a certain part of her anatomy that she sings about, but I, I didn't. I held myself back for once. You know what that is? Personal growth. WAP, woman is president? That's right. Look at it, Google it, and then read the lyrics to your kids. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Don't do at least one of those things. <laughs> one of those was offered only for the purpose of humor. It should not be followed. <laughs> we'll let you guess which one. Uh, so uh, the vid, which had mercifully really stayed out of Most of my social circle, my town, my county, I mean, it's just not been bad at all, is now absolutely uh, in the hood. Several people I know and think very well of um, are are suffering at various levels from the vid. Uh, Without being too specific, two guys I know who are of similar age um, and work at the same place both got the vid around the same time. One guy says, I'm fine. Thanks for asking. I appreciate it, man, but I'm, I'm doing good. The other guy's feeling pretty rotten. And a guy who knows them very, very well has been very, well, not, not very sick by COVID standards, but pretty damn sick for over a week now. And so you just never know how bad you're going to get it. But having said that, it's definitely in the hood. So what to do about it? Well, the U.S., perhaps you've heard this, uh, has a bit of a resurgence of cases and, uh, and hospitalizations. And indeed, the rolling 14-day uh, average of deaths is up as well. How much did you say it is? It's like 20% or something? No, 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 not that high. Not that high? Yeah. I'll bring it up here in a second. It's in the teens, maybe? Well, he's checking. Why would Nine I continue to spec- Nine, listen to me. Listen, the liberal media, me, exaggerating. But so, and in Europe, they're having a terrible resurgence. And they're talking about these incredibly strict lockdowns in Germany and France uh, in particular. Italy's getting walloped again. Now, Germany had been hailed by the American media as the model of how to handle this. You take extremely strong central control and you lock down and you obey the commands of the ruler Even as they're screaming Trump wants to be a dictator, it's an odd time we're living in. But they really worship the German thing. And sure enough, Germany suppressed the cases. They crushed their economy. Just awful. Uh, And then the minute they loosened up, bingo, bango. Here's the vid again. Just a a steep rise in COVID. U.S., a little softer shutdown, a little slower reopening. And sure enough, we're up again. And we'll be down and we'll be up the rest of it. I'm looking at Italy. Their curve. I'm looking at uh, uh, France and Germany. Sweden, which famously, I'll quote the failing New York Times. 
vilified early over lax virus strategy, Sweden seems to have scourge controlled. This was from uh, a couple of weeks ago, they said that, and everything changes so much. But I'm looking at Sweden's deaths, which went up quickly and peaked in early April and have been kind of wobbling downward, 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 and have been flat now since the last week of July through today. Well, so what's the lesson then? And, and, you know, somebody explained to me, how this isn't true. So you you lock down, you don't have the COVID, you got it under control. But as soon as you open back up, you, you you're gonna suffer the damage that you put off. Only you added to it uh misery and economic ruin. And there is no evidence that I can see that remaining open causes a sustained high level of uh, hospitalizations and deaths. There are a couple of reasons for that. I think, number one, the more people who get it, the more people are at least temporarily immune to it. Uh, And secondly, I intentionally gave the example I did about my neighborhood and my town and the people I know. Judy and I have altered our behavior because it's around. It's a threat. Our friends are getting it. So we're changing our lifestyle. That's what thinking people do. We don't need an all-powerful ruler to decree to us how we will live. Everybody in your hood is less likely to have a big backyard barbecue where everybody gathers now, I'm guessing. 100%. And the government told you that? We would have a month ago. No. I don't care what the government says. I'm doing what I know to be right. How'd you figure that out without the government? Yeah, I know it. Armstrong and Getty.